Yo, what's good, extended fam? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. <laughs> yeah. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I recommend a computer. We're professionals here. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Try to catch me slipping there. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Chip. Individual results may vary. When it comes to vein disease and those embarrassing, painful varicose and spider veins, no one is immune. Just ask three-time beach volleyball gold medalist Misty May Trainer. I was surprised to see I had vein disease. I didn't think I was old enough. I'm a working mom of three young ones, and I still coach. I need my legs healthy and performing at their best. That's when Misty went to Vein Clinics of America. The doctors of Vein Clinics of America specialize in the latest laser therapies and minimally invasive treatments. It's like they turn back time. The veins they treated are completely gone and the procedure happened so fast for over 35 years women and men have been enjoying healthy strong and youthful looking legs thanks to vein clinics of america like gold medalist misty may trainer vein clinics of america work for me and they can work for you too call vein clinics of america now to see if you qualify for a free consultation most treatments are covered by insurance 800-307-4200 that's 800-307-4200 800-307-4200 It's your boy Fresco. That's right, goddammit, of House Fresh. First of his name, Lord Commander of the goddamn Fresh Watch. Huh? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Lord Commander of the Fresh Watch. The Lord in the fucking North. King of the Andals and all the Seven Kingdoms and the Rams of goddamn man. You can follow me on Twitter at Fresco Ben Famous, B I N Famous, and on Instagram at Fresco Fame. Yeah. And it's your boy, Flo 700, aka Flo Claude Van Dam, aka Flo Cigar. A.K.A. your boy, Dumb Sum Goy. And we are the podcast brothers. I'm not doing it. I told you, if you don't start it, it ain't going down. I told you, bro. You know what type of time I'm on. I think this is episode 133. 133. are in the building at Starbucks downtown Trenton. Yeah. It's beautiful in here, but the weather is terrible out there. Happy 420 to those that indulge. Can I get a round of applause early? Give me a round of applause because I already celebrated. You know okay, what I'm saying? there you go. Actually, it's a all day kind of celebration thing. It don't really stop. You feel me? So, as much as you can tolerate before you end up grabbing the snacks and taking a nap. And actually, it's perfect that it's rainy outside because when it's raining outside, there's nothing better to do than enjoy a good smoke. What's your favorite marijuana song? Is, oh, is man, did you just you do that? <laughs> Thank you, please, for that. Thank you for that pause. That was so necessary. Um, it's, I have an actual 420 playlist, to be honest with you. I have a phone on my iTunes playlist right now. It is titled 420. And it's a, and it's a wide array of good uh, songs that, you know, put me in a particular mood when I'm um, flicking the lighter. Yeah. Okay. But if I had to go with one off top, I'm going to go automatically with Good Dank. Nice. You don't know what that is, neither. No, I don't. I know. I yeah, don't. I know. I it's cool. It's cool. 
But um, ladies and gentlemen, man, we got a few good people in the building yes. to um, join us for this one. 133 episode, episode 133. And I love it when, you know, people from the town come through uh, to show us love. We show them love. You know what I'm saying? We are what they call us the um, breakfast club of Trenton, New Jersey. Oh, is that a fact? My man just walked in here and said, hey, yo, you know that YouTube thing? The coffee club? That's coffee like this. <laughs> he said, yo, that coffee club That's what thing? we call it. So you're Starbucks? <laughs> we the fucking coffee club? Yo, but I'm saying, oh, hey, oh, hey, walked in here like, yo, that YouTube thing? You know, what you know about that? Oh, shit. Coffee club? It's I, something like that, right? Hey, yo, that's what we call it now, bro. We the motherfucking coffee <laughs> club, bro. We the coffee bro. club, as long as we have Starbucks. That's dope. But ladies and gentlemen, man, we got three special guests in the building. So um, I wanted to do Quay, Sean, Chanel, and Kara. Yeah. Did I get them right? Yes, he, he, he pronounced all y'all names right? Damn. I got to buy you a coffee, my nigga. Stand an ovation for your boy, because I don't get names right at Hell all. no. That's prize worthy. <laughs> yeah. Well, Starbucks, they messed my name up. They put Kiara on my, on my frappuccino. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. the, that's like the third time. That's like the third time I heard you say that. That's taking that personal. I'm mad. In fact, let me check mine. Let I imagine check. they get everybody's name wrong all the time. Yeah, right. say Chanel. They should just use numbers. Fuck that. <laughs> My name is spelled like um, the, the real fragrance. Chanel. Yeah. Um, I appreciate it, but I do not have their type of money. So that's fine. We'll just keep this cup. The real the Chanel, <laughs> yo, that, that's hilarious. Like, you do know I'm the bootleg Chanel, right? Yes. This, this ain't. <laughs> um, welcome. I appreciate you guys coming. Yes, and it's early too. By the way, this yeah. is it's a Saturday morning. We're recording tomorrow's Easter, as you all know. Okay. You know, what I'm saying he has risen. Feel me. Um, so we had to adjust the schedule Saturday morning, 9 a.m., baby. Starbucks podcast brothers episode 133. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, once again, how we like to start the episodes off with our weeks. So guest goes first and I'll say ladies first. So how was your week? Yeah, a lot of, a lot done. A lot of things done that we needed to do. Mm-hmm. The weather was perfect. So it was, I had a smooth week. Actually. Okay. Okay. Nice. Nice. Short. And sweet. Basically, I got it done. I got it done. <laughs> okay. That's all that matters. Ain't no more to it. I got it done. Well, my week was. Um, Wait, did you even make clear who was who? You said all of their names, but we never actually said who oh, yeah. was who. Say your name. Oh, I'm Chanel. Okay. And I'm Kara, who had the smooth week. Okay. <laughs> smooth weak ass Kara. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds like a backhanded compliment. Smooth weak ass. <laughs> smooth weak ass. You don't care. know how to take that. Right, smooth weak ass. Get your smooth weak ass out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chanel. Go ahead. <laughs> That's okay. Um, my week was interesting. I had a lot of nonsense going on. Oh but, um, shit! Get the strap. Just got to stay prayed up, you know, ignore the nonsense. Mm-hmm. Some some things you just can't, you have no control over. So it's no right. point of getting upset about it. Right. But I made it. I'm alive. Right. Absolutely. Snip, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> Marathon continues, that was your boy? man. That was your boy. That was your boy. Marathon <laughs> continues, man. I appreciate genuine people. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely RIP Nip. Um, my name is Sean. I definitely had a... Um, I say semi-smooth week because it is a uh, crunch time. We do, uh, we're doing an event, so this is like the week before. So this is like the calm before the storm a little bit. So right. things are we're on like the verge of like things getting hectic. So okay, 
Okay. Pretty good. I, I joined the 5 a.m. club, so. What's that? What like, that mean? Wake up in the morning at 5 a.m. and go to the gym. He was at four in the morning at the gym, bro. He had four a.m. every day. Baby steps, you feel me? (laughs) (laughs) This nigga, you walk so I can run. When I wake up in the morning and and when I look at my Instagram, he the first motherfucker. I'm just, I'm just wiping the crust out my eyes. They tell me I'm like the newspaper for a whole day because they see me first, first thing in the morning when they woke up. It just inspired them to get up out of bed. That's pretty dope. That's a dope way to look at it. Like you know, if if I'm doing this, I get so many inboxes of people saying, "Yo, I don't know how you do it." Yeah, and waking waking up is the hard part. Yeah. Once you up, yeah, start running, yeah. start going, and you just gotta go. You gotta get up. You gotta and go. go. I read Damn. that's like one right. of a, uh, that's like a, a millionaire life hack. Um, they just get they don't check their phone in the morning when they wake up. They just go and do something productive so that way they're not living their day where they're responding. Yeah, and they're they're just you know focused and getting what they need to done and what they need to push the needle on. Mm-hmm. Get that out the way first. I also got it from like Puff Daddy things like. People like that, where they say, yeah. "Yeah, yo, the people that are up at four in the morning get more done." Yeah, yeah, it's you add more hours yeah. to your day. So yeah. Exactly. Um. So this is my first episode in like two weeks. Uh. So I, I want to backtrack on some shit, right? Because I'm a little, I didn't get to say some things. But first of all, rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. Um. It's one of the, it's probably the most tragic death of someone in that position that I've. Like and I've ever you know heard of, but um, he was a good dude, and even before his music, I like to listen to him talk because he was always teaching. He was always talking about next level shit. He was never, even though he lived a particular life, he never really seemed to speak much on that. He's like, I right, that that is what it is, whatever. But for niggas, to, in order for niggas to get where we going next, this is the stick we need to be focused yeah. on. So he was always a forward thinker, and it was just always interesting hearing him talk. So um. And it was just crazy that he got murdered in that parking lot. Like, that parking lot. Like, that's just insane. He basically spent his whole life right there Mm -hmm. in that lot. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So died for his people. You know what I'm saying? And his videos in that same parking lot. Right. Like, that's just insane. That's just just uh, some shit I never thought would happen. When I heard, when I first heard the situation happen, I was like, shit. I heard three people got hit and, um... One of them was Nipsey, and I'm I disregard immediately. Nah, niggas just talking. Yeah, niggas be talking. I'm not really the first to believe the internet shit before it happened, but then it really came out that it was him, and I really felt like like emotionally disturbed. Like, what the fuck? He was just a good nigga. Like, you could tell he was just a good dude. So he just got his life cut short. But I always refer to this J Cole lyric in regards to shit like that. It's like to die a young legend or live a long life unfulfilled. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, if you fulfill your purpose already, then what 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 what's left for you? You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, we you know it, it was still cut short due to how it happened, but he did everything that he was supposed to do, and I feel like even after he he passed, like it wasn't a thing where it, you know all oh, social media is always a divided thing, like mm. these people saying, "Oh, who cares? I ain't listening to his music and all this crazy shit like that," but. And then you got your other people who are, you know what I'm saying, supportive and empathetic of the situation. But I really felt like overall everything that people was posting and saying was just like 100% genuine love out yeah, of the type right. of person he yeah. was. So rest in peace to Nip, man. 
I'm still mad at you niggas for saying Pusha T shit was album of the year last year over Victory Lap. You niggas was drunk on stupid. <laughs> Who said that? A lot of niggas was saying Pusha T shit. First of all, Pusha T shit wouldn't have been nothing if he wasn't beefing with Drake. If that shit wasn't ever happening, niggas wouldn't have been paying to Pusha. It was out of meat. It was a nice album and everything, yeah. but it wasn't better. It wasn't better music than Victory Lap. Uh, couldn't have got it because album came out. It came too, out too late too in the late. year. His, his so, shit came out in November. Uh, so so Victory Lap. Right. Victory Lap came out in February of 2018. So Meek yeah. album is it'll get. It'll get 2019. categorized right. for best album of the year for this year. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's how they do it. But um, so yeah, man, I just needed to, I wanted to say that um in regards to Nip, since I haven't been here since um I haven't recorded actually since he passed. But um so yeah, then <laughs> the following week, my goddamn car broke down on me on the highway. I'm I had just got a tune up, so I'm like, oh shit. Dude. Nigga, I'm revving that bitch. Like, <laughs> I'm hitting that shit. And I I hit that motherfucker and that shit just ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I look, you know, I panicked like shit. I, I started hitting the gas. I was like, oh, oh, I'm looking at my mirrors and shit. It's 18 wheelers flying past. I'm on 295 North. It's 18 wheelers flying past me. It's motherfucker zooming, beeping the horn at me like I'm intending to go this goddamn slow. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, I can barely, I can't hit the gas. I can't hit the brakes. I can barely turn the wheel. It was like the whole shit mm-hmm. just fucking locked up on me. I ended up getting into the side of the road. First person I called was the nigga that did the tune up. Nigga, I'm stuck on the yeah. side of the, what the fuck? <laughs> first thing I first thing I called. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, bro, my shit just stalled on me, bro. What the fuck, man? <laughs> so I um I'm going through all the motions with explaining to him what I saw and what I felt the car do when it happened. So I'm going through all the check stops he got me over the phone. Um, ironically, I my cousin Marquita called me. Shout out my cousin Marquita. She called me randomly, which she really never fucking does but she called me and she like uh cousin what you doing i was like i'm actually in quite the pickle right now (laughs) 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 Uh, i'm actually in quite the pickle right now i'm stuck on the side of the road and she like man i thought that was you look up i'm double parked in front of you i saw you on the side of the road and i pulled over I was like, oh, shit. Now, you know when you see a car on the side of the road, like you see two cars on the side of the road in a distance from each other, and that distance looks pretty short? Mm. No, 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 no. From that car to this car, it's a far-ass walk, right? So I started walking towards her, and I'm talking. I was like, hey, uh... I'm, I'm gonna need you to go in reverse a little bit because that's. that's <laughs> Wait a, a minute. But are the cars flying past you? Yes. Going you off a little bit? Yes. Like, I'm like, I'm looking at all these motherfuckers flying, and I'm like, I walked like a good three, four minutes maybe, and I still wasn't there. I was like, hey, nah, uh, long time nah, too. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm nah. like, and I'm still talking to her on the phone. I'm like, hey, uh, I look back at my car, like, hey, uh, you, uh, <laughs> you, 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 mind bringing that motherfucker back some? Cause all that, that's, that's a nice little hike. That's like saying she drove past you, like, is that Jared? No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. No, maybe it right, is. Right, 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 exactly. It, you know what? Let me pull over. So she, um, so what she did was she just busted Yui, cause I don't think she was comfortable on the reverse on the highway either. I probably would have told me no too, shit. So she, uh, yeah, she, yeah, she was bugging right, right there. I'm, shit, hey, nigga, you pulled over, shit. I'm gonna ask. I, you got to tell me no, goddamn it. I'm gonna ask. So she went around. She busted you in the next exit. Came around, picked me up. So I thought it was an oil problem. She took me to fucking AutoZone, put the fucking oil in the joint. wasn't wasn't the um wasn't the oil. Shit still wouldn't start. Long story short, I got the shit towed to the crib. I had to get that shit towed from the goddamn there Columbus to Trenton, and. Then uh, my mechanic who was working on my car the other day, he came through and, you know what I'm saying, did a diagnosis. Basically, the fucking engine belt popped. 
mm. and while I was driving and just shut everything down. Yeah. So, yeah, so I got rid of that motherfucker, man. I was sad as hell for like three days. I was like three days, I ain't do shit. I wanted to fight. I wanted to fucking <laughs> smoke mad weed. Mm. I wanted to drink. I don't even drink. But I didn't drink because that shit is nasty. I can't do that no more. I mean, but, you're just about to level up. You feel me? You're about to walk into something. You, you know what, though? When I, and so when I actually got rid of it, I felt better. I was like, I don't feel attached to it no more. I feel like I need to get it fixed to worry about how much it's going to cost when I'm going to replace it. I was like, you know what? I can get the work and home perfectly fine. Everywhere else I can figure out. So right. it's all good. It ain't no big deal. So I took the L like a champ on the chin. Mm-hmm. It's all good. So, um... Well, so yeah, that was that was basically it, man. So I was uh, emotionally recovering from that shit because I was really I was hurt, bro. I, I enjoyed that car, man. Yeah. Man, that bitch was out. I nigga. let go and let God. <laughs> man, that bitch was out, cuz. <laughs> but she's with God now. She's about to get scrapped for parts. <laughs> so it's all good, man. That's what that was my uh, two weeks. My two week fucking fiasco. My yeah. week. Yeah. My week. Um, I've been doing. I've been reading some audio books, man. I'm, what? I, Audiobooks. You've been reading audiobooks? I've been listening. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought they read to you. Right. I'm like, huh? I've been listening to some audiobooks. Caught me um, off guard. Yo, and this one audiobook I read, man, How to Think and Grow Rich, got me on my shit. Yo, I heard of that's, that's like a staple in like every entrepreneur's life is that book. Yeah. yeah it's the one? What we talked about earlier, about why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. It puts you... It, it lets you know, put it like this, fam. I've been doing this for three years. Yeah. Why I never thought I could yeah. start a business with this. It tells you why you can. Like, you already got the knowledge right. in you. I mean, to do what it is you want to do. Yeah. It's just we don't understand that we just got to put things in proper perspective. Exactly. I teach that all the you time. I'm saying? Yeah, I love that. I'm going to so, go read that. Think and grow. Can you Audio send that to me? YouTube. Audio book on YouTube. Audio book on YouTube? Free. Costs you nothing. Oh, I'll send, listen, I'll send the links out. Where Everybody is? needs to listen to this book. Now, yeah, I mean, yeah, listen to this Hell book. Hell yeah, send that uh, link though, bro. For mm-hmm, real. Definitely. Um, and this week, I started my business. Shout out to the Pod Express. How I come up with the title? Um, Express means well on the me, go, mobile. On the go- Thank you. Mm-hmm. So I didn't do the uh, the research. Actually, I just figured Express meant to move. Right. So Express and expression. So when the podcast, when you're doing the podcast, you're expressing yourself. So I said the pod express, I Googled it. Nobody is using it. I used the hashtag on Instagram. Nobody is using it. That's it belongs one. to me. Okay. The paperwork is in the mail. If anybody's listening and they want to steal something, I'm already on it. Mm-hmm. Don't try it. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to my aunt. I recorded her first show and I damn near wanted to cry just because for the first time, like we all complain about our job and about we want change. And I can honestly say for the first time, after being inspired by Nipsey, after being inspired by the audiobook I was listening to, um, that I finally did something for myself and got paid for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it was just like, yo, what I'm it's doing a right? Beautiful feeling. It's a beautiful feeling. Yeah. Cash at me, baby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right, send that cash. Um, so I got wild people who want to do it, yeah. thinking about it, but yeah. they want to do it. Yeah. But it is what it is. I mean, we're gonna get it working. We're Get it popping. And his manager said, don't waste this fucking time. That's true. I don't have a manager, but you are absolutely right. <laughs> I mean, if you want to do this, let me know, man. Like, like it is what it is. You don't have to do nothing. I pull up or you pull up to me. I record you. Just the same way we're doing this. Talk your shit. You go home. That's all you got to do. Not everybody wants to do the mechanics yeah, and the little stuff and I'm the small stuff, use man. You, brother. Hey, I, I appreciate you, man. So that's basically what I've been doing. Um, I feel like I see being a TV show host in your future. Me? <laughs> yeah, that's some shit like that. Really? Yeah. yeah. Jarrell's. 
That's the name of the show. Yo, and wow. now tune in to Betrayals. <laughs> I don't like what is the show going to be about. But the crazy part is, the honestly, part is I'm. I'm Yo, you got a black ass name. Like that's a black <laughs> strong ass name. Like Jarrell. Like that's like one of them '90s black niggas. Like, as far as I know, they have a restaurant named Jarrell's name. As far as I know, from what I remember, my mom got it from the Superman movie. So. Son of Jarrell. She was watching Superman oh, 2, and he just kept saying, Son of Jarrell. Superman Jarell. is the son of Jarrell. <laughs> son of Jarrell. Oh, okay. Like, they wouldn't call him Clark. Yeah, yeah. They wouldn't call him Khalil, whatever his name was. They, they right. called him by Son of Jarrell. Khalil. Which is a sign of respect. Like, I ain't going to call you your name, but your daddy was that nigga, though. <laughs> right. And you your daddy's That's son. That's like, if you have a kid, <laughs> yeah. nigga's like, yo, Q, son, come here. Yeah. Son of Q. Son of like, Q. Yo, yeah, your yeah, dad yeah. got mad respect yeah. out here in the streets. That's dope. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Superman wasn't... But then again, you know how black folks do. We take stuff, we run with it. So it's ours now. Jarrell is a black nigga. I don't know no white Jarrells, to be honest with you. I don't know yeah. white Jarrells. Damn, I don't know no white, white Jarrell. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> Unless you Macaulay. That's the only motherfucking name that in history. What? Macaulay? <laughs> yeah, that's, the whole, that's one of one. <laughs> but we definitely have a dope interview lined up for you guys. But I have a quick question and we can make this quick. Game, of, Game of Thrones. Came out uh, the, the last season in the first episode dropped last Sunday. Yeah, do you guys watch Game of Thrones? I'm in the one percent of people who don't I'm in watch. One percent as well. No. Okay, so I know you like Game of Thrones. Yo, Fresco looking at us in disgust that, right now. But that one percent just went up because what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, we like two. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah that was two percent. It ain't no way. You know what? I'm gonna just skip over that shit. Let's go. Let's but go. okay, so, so what was your thoughts? So this is, I'm thinking. I'm thinking like this. It was so hyped. All I want to know is, did it live up to the expectations, or like, what was it yeah. for you? Like, game I games? mean, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, people just impatient with like storytelling. You have to allow the pieces of the story to connect. Because if you're just doing shit, the shit don't make no sense. And then it's stupid after that. So They call that gonzo in porn. Like when they just get straight to like having sex. Instead right. of like having I hate that. Line. I hate right. that. I, I need a storyline in porn. <laughs> Fam, I, need I, a, I need a storyline with everything. If I turn, if I turn the porn on and she just you twerking. You cable man walking. I'm the yo, fam. That is my favorite story. I'm, I'm, that is my favorite story. Yo, fam. Not me, man. No? No, nah, I like gonzo. When I'm trying to just like I mean, beat it, off, I need nah, it, it, out, it all depends on the amount of time I got to begin with. So another anyway, discussion. Like discussion. Fast forward, like <laughs> another discussion. I need dialogue. I'm sorry. Podcast brothers after dark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. Let's do it after dark. In the first, the first episode, our favorite porn scenes and how we like our porn. But nah, we're gonna do it. But nah, so I um, so I, I appreciated the parts of the story that's come that come together because unless you actually watch from the beginning, it's stuff that's happening that's connecting from earlier portions of the season. There was a fucking uh, 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 Arya and John reunion. They ain't seen each other since season one, episode one. Uh, fucking Tyrion and fucking uh, Sansa. You know what I'm saying? They ain't seen each other since Joffrey's murder. So there was certain conversations there that needed to take place before the fighting happened, so you can know who fallen in what line and how the shit is going to be during during the war. So I enjoyed it, man. You just got a lot of story to come together. Now it's only six episodes in the season, mother my nigga. Six or eight. Six. Six, damn. Damn, that's a short-ass Yeah, season. so it's the last season. All, everything's pretty much been told already, so there's not really much left to do but kill motherfuckers. Oh, okay. And that's what I want to happen. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's still on a... Who the fuck... In the history of any TV show anywhere, the season opener, nobody fucking dies on any show. 
Like, yeah. <laughs> what the like? It's always connecting the dots from season one and building a story into season two. Let me tell you, se- it's, it's always like that for any season uh, premiere of any fucking program. Let me tell you something. You're we're not about to re up for the next season just for me to die episode one. Like, fam, you can right, me. Right. All right, you could have killed your ass right. in like, the yo, season finale yeah, last year. We're about to start recording for uh, season five. <laughs> Everybody uh, report to the uh, studio. Yeah. Can I die <laughs> in the first fifteen minutes? <laughs> <laughs> my plane, my plane ride. Now, shit, yeah, I would hate to be him. Now, yeah. shit like that happens on season one, episode one, to build the story. Like the character might start off dead, or right. somebody might die right. off top, and they back. And the story builds off of that. Yeah. But in the in the uh, following the seasons, it's not. You got to build that story. That's so. a season finale. Oh, you died. Oh, he yeah. died. Oh shit. So now Greg and them gonna figure out that that Robert and them did that shit and going like, and now you got a piece of story together. You got you got a piece of story. So I, I appreciate the story building. So I'm very excited. Ice and it's giving off Meek Mill vibes. Oh shit, that was my shit too. I ain't gonna lie. That was my shit. I cannot lie. Trash. I hate that song, man. All these girls excited. I'm so. Who is that on the hook? That's oh, Gucci oh, and Jeezy. Nah, yeah, but I don't know who on, on the hook. hook. On a, oh, that's uh, what's that fucking you OJ would, the Juice Man? OJ the Juice Man? One of them niggas. One of them Florida niggas. Man, I don't know. Georgia <laughs> niggas. <laughs> one of them niggas. But, anyway. but you know them niggas down south stay with an uncle doing the hook. Wanna be a baller? Who the hell was that oh, nigga? That, I forgot. Hey, yeah, that was he killed that shit. Though. Killed Whoever that, that nigga was, that he was standing next to the trash can the whole time. <laughs> He's gonna call yeah. somebody uncle. That's a nigga. <laughs> but yeah, so I enjoyed it. I liked it, and I'm looking forward to the next uh, episode tomorrow. Where? Game of Thrones. Yep. Y'all better fucking get on something. Now we have three <laughs> individual entrepreneurs in the building who come together for one big event that's happening in this Philly. Correct? Yes, sir. So. I want to know about your individual work first so mm-hmm. that people can get to know you guys, who you are, and the way y'all came together to do this project that you're working on. So anybody can go first. Just tell us, you know, who you are again and what is it that you actually do? Like, what's your passion? Uh, I, I set it off. Um, my name is Quayshawn. Um I'm an entrepreneur and event coordinator. I do marketing and branding as well as um, coordinating events. I also do, like, speaking engagements on the side as well. Uh, my passion is pretty much providing a platform for young black entrepreneurs and uh, business owners mm-hmm. uh, just because I feel like when you're working with small business owners, like I worked in corporate America um, and I felt like the work was pointless. We was working with a lot of like millionaires and stuff like that. I worked in like finance, um, just dealing with like rich people's problems. But I feel like when you help a small business owner, you can directly see how your work impacts them, their family, their immediate family, their day to day, their livelihood like that, uh, as well as like. You feel like you're building your community up. You feel like you're keeping the black dollar circulating. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's like my my why behind it. I feel like fulfilled when I go home at the end of the day. I feel like I really helped. You know what I mean? Like Kira um, was one of my first clients when I started doing um, marketing and branding. And like, I know Kira. I see how Kira's, I know her daughter. You understand what I'm saying? We have like a close-knit relationship. I see how the business that she does affect her daughter. You know what I mean? I see how it affects her day-to-day. Um, it's not just like some random company's bottom line. Um, so that's what I do on a day-to-day. And that's, um, me and Kira connected because she was, um, I knew Kira for a long time, but we kind of connected because she was a vendor at one of my networking events. 
Okay. One, I did all of them. But she did all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the, I'm about the first one. Yeah, the first one. That's how that's how we had well, linked yeah. up. After right. the first one, we yeah, we did connect. Podcast that's what's up, man. Dark is coming. That's Podcast great work. Dark. Oh my god. <laughs> Brothers, the dark is coming. Kara, what's going um, on with you? Yeah, so pretty much I was a vendor at um all of the network and chill events. I sell sunglasses. Wait, wait, wait. Um, that's what you got on now? Yes. That's you? Those yours? I was looking at them, too. Fire. I sell these. <laughs> Fire. Oh, yeah. Okay. Nice. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Um, just vibing with Quay. He pretty much gave me the passion to just want to start doing the events. He came with me with the ideas and, you know, it's just Quay is a well-known person out here. Like, he, he's well-respected. <laughs> that boy got so, vision. <laughs> yeah, he really do. He really does. Um, So, i just been... You know, Ryan McQuay and just we decided to all come together because, you know, one, one person ain't, ain't, ain't going to cut it. Sometimes you need a, you need a, a close circle that's mm-hmm. going to help build and bring your visions to life. And I just feel like ever yeah. since I've been with Quay, we've been we've been trying to be on to some new shit, new level shit, expansion. Like I want to start expanding my frames outside of Trenton. So mm-hmm. I want to get to Philly. I want to be in New York. I want to, you know, start expanding my brand as well. As Quay, so he pretty much he he started me out. But What's the I, name? I, uh, Mayframes. Okay. Mayframes. How do you make shades? Well, well I, I don't. I don't really. I don't make them. Mm, okay. I, I get the uh, fly ass ones made with my distributor. Okay. Order them, and you know I sell them as as me. Mayframes. My distributor. You hear that? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Bounce. Yeah. 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 Kara, Kara is like a, a big help. Um, I know Chanel's next, but I just wanted to double back on what she said just because that that is truly how we, I was like kind of introducing myself, but that is truly how we came together. And shout out to Kisa Lou. She's not here. Shout out to um, Kisa. Shout out to Kisa. But that, that is how I, I, we felt, or pretty much that's how I felt. I felt like we were having a lot of success with doing like events and um, the community and stuff like that. And I, I feel like I hit a wall and I hit a ceiling. I was like, I'm doing successful events and you know this area but i felt like a big fish in a small pond and i just felt like i wasn't challenging myself anymore at this point it became easy i became mm-hmm. complacent and then i started to, to travel outside and um philly being that it's so close i was like you know what let me start expanding my brand in different markets and stuff like that and then i realized you know if you want to go fast you could go alone but if you want to go far you got to go together like and you get more done when you have a team because i think that holds a lot of people back sometimes they just want to put their name on things Mm -hmm. they just want to be me 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 and sometimes you feel like you're the only person who could get it right um but part of being a great leader uh is delegating that responsibility part of uh going far and accomplishing your goal is getting people who are in different roles and having building like an infrastructure behind your brand and actually coming together and collaborating. So spoken like a real entrepreneur, yeah, true G fact, no precise facts. <laughs> um, so I am the owner and founder of precise coordinations, um, which mainly focuses on professional organizing. I know it's not a big, big thing that a lot of people know about, but it's something that, Something you own. Yes. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> and I think that that, that uh, work of art defines my personality because I'm very much into art. I took art class in college. You know, people are like, what is that big easel you're carrying around? You know, that's <laughs> just what I was into. And also, um, interior decorating. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I first started 
off, I mainly focused just on professional organizing. And I felt like I wanted to do more, but I felt like I'm only one person. I can't, you know, go organize somebody's house and then they turn around and they want, you know, a new decor. And it's like, okay, so I need more help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so a friend of mine, she um, offered to become like a, you know, CEO. And I basically let her put her input on some projects and I liked her work. I like her work ethic. We had a lot in common. She brought a lot to the table and I felt like she was a good partner. So shout out to Jocelyn. Shout out to Jocelyn. Um, And professional organizing helps with a lot of things. It's not just, you know, coordinating things in your home and say, oh, yeah, now I know where my kitchen knives are. It's not that. Mm. It helps with um, OCD, anxiety, which I do um, suffer from myself. But I feel like um, I can help a lot of families Mm -hmm. out there, um, especially single moms, always busy, on the go, might not have time to clean up and organize. And then once things become a clutter, it makes life even worse for you because you're fumbling around early mornings, late nights you know, can't find certain things. So that's where I come in, reduce the clutter. Things are easier to find. Your stress levels down. So it's a lot of things with professional organizing that don't people forget don't forget about realize. the dads who just unorganized. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they got all the time in the world, but yeah. they can't. They <laughs> your I'm not gonna leave. I ain't going to say no names. Those pointing <laughs> nigga. I'm not going to leave out the men because I did have male customers before, you know, they really just want some type of, you know, a woman's touch. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It's kind of. And she's like... good with interior decorating. So me throwing events and coordinating events, yeah. like she's on we're doing. A, the setup. I want to start focusing on boutique events, so more like an experience. So our new event, the Pink Trap House, that requires a lot of interior design. That's where Chanel comes mm. into play. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Now with me, what makes me one of my powers is I could look at something and be like, mm, "There's a message in there. I see it." So when I saw you and three ladies, I said, mm, I see the strength in that. Mm-hmm. If I see all men get together, mm-hmm. form a brotherhood, I said, I see the message in that. Mm-hmm. If I see all women get together, mm-hmm. I said, I see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Which one to y'all stands out most? Is it that, okay, Q, you working with women and it's a positive energy? Because y'all know the stereo, the, um, you know, the thing out there, men and women can't, there's always something involved. Yeah, yeah. Or then you have all oh, women. Women don't get along. Yeah. How does this, so if you were to see a group of black people come together, mm-hmm. which one would be more impactful to you in, in your mind? Um, me, me, um, not, or me, a, a black man surrounded by women, women because, I mean, we saw Black Panther. <laughs> Facts. You know what I mean? I, I still Fact. You haven't seen Black Panther? Yeah. But you're too busy. You're too busy being the box. Like, I'm not a TV type person. Gotcha. Hey, gotcha. hey man. Um shows the fuck over, man. <laughs> That's two strikes, huh? That's two. Shows over. No bro. Game of Thrones, no Black Panther. This shit is crazy. <laughs> hey, streets is done. Shows, man, it's over, man. I don't Show us the fuck. Do the, do the rest of this shit without hilarious. me, bro. I'm going to just sit right here. <laughs> hey, I didn't know where you was about to go with that just now. Like, hey, yo. Because I, I really looked at the time. Like, I'm like, is it really over? No, no I've seen Black Panther. I don't know what's up with Chanel. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Woo. But it's, it's, to me, it stands out just because um, 
and it really wasn't like anything that was strategic behind yeah, right, it. Right. It just so happened that for me, I have a better and and it's no shade to any other race. I love every other race of woman. You know what I mean? I love women in general. But me personally, I have a better working experience with black women. Mm-hmm. They strong. They get things done. They um, will let me know when I'm slacking and I'm not on my shit. Uh, and then a lot of the things that I, a lot of my my fan base and, and my core audience are women. So yeah. who can cater to a woman better than a woman? You know what I mean? They know what they're I'm trying to accomplish and stuff like that. Um, and a lot of times when you're working with, a lot of times me personally, I found that when I'm working with a lot of men, um, it'll be a lot of good um, energy and good impact in the beginning, but then it fizzle out just because there's a lot of testosterone involved. There's a lot of ego involved. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like I said, with the audience, my audience being woman, I need to know a woman's point of view. Yeah. What's better than having that as a first-hand experience? And that's always good, too, to have people that start out from the mud with you along yeah. because that, that builds a respect, yeah. you know what I'm saying, factor and relatability factor. Yeah. And when y'all both, it's like, yo, you serious, my nigga? Like, come on, I'm not playing. Like, right. I'm serious. Let's do it. And right. it Can I answer your question? Sure. Y'all know the difference between a picture frame and a floating frame? Hell what no. the hell? Didn't know that. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. I didn't know that. So basically... A, I don't know that. So a picture frame is just a picture filling out the frame, right? right? A floating frame is just like a, a, a frame and then it's a, a frame and then it's a little bit of space in between the frame and the picture so it appears as though the picture is floating. That's a floating it is, frame. It's the same but what frame, though? What she's saying is basically an example of different interior decorating things and different like stuff that I wouldn't know. Right. You know what I mean? When it comes to like trying to cater a creative experience, I don't know a picture frame and I don't know like Different, he said the same thing. Y'all different was looking like, stuff. like I, don't, I don't know. This I don't thing. know if I'm not smart enough or if I'm just too high right now. Because I, I don't know. You still don't get it. So what I just got from what you said was because, like I said, you know, there's so many types of groups. There's the all women group, the all male group, the male female group, and it means something individually. But regardless of what group you win, you going to need a woman to come through. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And either clean Shout up. out to K- Killer K. Yeah. Because <laughs> we actually do that. We actually have a, a female guest come through from time to time who just gives us that touch and that conversation that oh, we can't have. Oh, it do look like it's floating. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes we want to have certain conversations. <laughs> I am smart enough. But just as two men, we can't just do that because yeah. without the woman's touch. perspective. Yeah. Right. So we actually do that. So you need women out here. You just answered my question because at the end of the day, I understand a brotherhood as well. Yes. Men still need that. Yes. Women have this thing where this the quote unquote we hate each other, we don't work together. So women have their own thing. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. When I see women get together and make it work, I see the message. Right. I see the vision with men do it, but it's something about that woman and man coming yeah. together and just creating something beautiful, man. Yeah. I haven't seen not I haven't seen not one man be as successful as he is without a woman in Hell, this corner. You, ain't. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> see what I'm saying? What if Michelle Obama didn't want to live in the White House for eight years? Uh, they would have uh, they been out in three. Like, hey, you know what? I'm out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You feel me? I resign. Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> so, the Pink Trap House, that's what it's called, correct? Yeah, the Pink Trap House. Let's talk about Tell it. Tell us what yeah. that is. Yes. How did it come about? Uh, so I had this. I, so, I used to live in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, when I'm right when I like moved back, uh, Two Chains. Two Chains album. Two Chains yeah. album. He put out an album called Pretty Girl. And this is a form of marketing. He put out an album called uh, Pretty Girls Like Trap Music. On the album was a picture of a pink trap house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he actually created a real live physical uh, 
house and painted it pink as a trap house in Atlanta, which was more so a marketing ploy to kind of generate awareness about the album. Uh, a lot of people don't even know about the album no more. They just know about the house just right. because it was an attraction. So, it, and then it also became like an Atlanta staple. Um, so, I thought that was genius. So, I was like, I, I know I wanted to recreate that experience, but like I had so many other things that I wanted to accomplish first and like build up to it because I thought of this back in like September of 2018. Um, and I was like, yo, this would be so dope. But like I got so many things that I'm trying to do right now. I don't know when I'm going to find time to do it. But I actually posted it on my Instagram story a long time ago. So the idea behind it was to recreate that experience in a much better way. So a more upscale, like up north version of the Pink Trap House. And let's not get it wrong. Like Cam was the first one that had niggas out here. Kim Kim, yeah. You feel me? Like that started in the Northeast. Yeah. You feel me? So we kind of reclaiming that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we reclaiming that. So yeah, we're pretty much creating. And then, like I said, I wanted to move into a more boutique uh, quality experience. More elegant. Yeah, elegant. more elegant. Yeah. Something that you leave feeling like, wow, what the hell did I just go to? You know what I mean? Instead of just throwing a party and something like right. that. I wanted to be exclusive. Yeah. So the Pink Trap House is going to be a brunch um, slash day party. So it's going to be real sexy. Um, uh, it's going to be almost like a pop-up museum. So we're going to have a lot of pink artifacts, a lot of different pink art. Uh, we got a caterer. Shout out to Pipe that It Up Pastries. Naja. Shout out to Pipe It Up Pastries. It's lit. Naja. Um, she is, oh my gosh, she is everything, man. She EO. That's, that's what she calls yep. herself. Mm-hmm. And um, she's doing all the uh, food. And um, that's a bill collector. I don't know what bill, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, wow, disrespectful yeah, right. on Saturday morning. Yeah. She's going to be doing all our food. We got pink hors d'oeuvres, pink pastries, pink candy. We got pink chicken and waffles. Um, we got uh, precise coordinations. They came in. We got a pink uh, carpet. Uh, shout out this to my boy, the fire. print guy. We got a, a different pink artifacts from him. Shout out to who? The print guy. Shout out to the print guy. The print guy. Yeah, he, if y'all don't know him. A lot of hands in. He's one of my mentors. A lot of people um, see me and they ask me sometimes, like, who do I look up to? Who do I talk to? But the print guy, if you don't know him, you are going to know him very, very soon. He's about to start expanding in Trenton. But he's, he's back and forth. Um, from Atlanta and, and, and Trenton all the time. Come through and holler at us, print guy. guy. I keep telling him to come out here and do the podcast, but he, his thing is he don't, he don't really like the yeah, cameras yeah, and stuff like that, but he the man that please meet him. Like He's the man out here who's silently making shit happen and making shit move. Facts. Yeah, but um, yeah, like I said, it's going to be an all pink experience, man. It's, gonna, it's a one in a lifetime experience. Like, What's the hours? Uh, it's from 12 to 4, uh, April 27th, um, 12 p.m. to 4 p.m., uh, the brunch starts at 1 p.m. We got different performers. We got a dance team. Basically, I utilize all the resources, all the um, connections that I have, and I'm pretty much taking New Jersey um, vendors, New Jersey acts, bringing them to Philly, providing them a platform there. And we also reached out to the natives in the Philadelphia area. We got DJ Greg Nitty from Boom. Shout out uh, to Greg Nitty. Yeah, we got uh, it's going a bunch of now. different people, man, just just involved. We got influencers from New York, influencers from this Delaware. Like the place this sound, yeah, this yeah. shit sounds super lit. Yeah, you going to have uh, vendors in the spot, too? We got vendors. We got uh, Love Edibles, Shahida Textiles, uh, or Butterfly Ave. Um, who's doing Philly Carnival. So it's a lot of, it was strategic and the people that we selected for everything mm-hmm. was was very strategic. I, like, I swear, there's almost the the personnel, a lot of people are just going to see me because we got a lot of different media attention, but yeah. the personnel involved and I encouraged all the different media outlets to to talk to the personnel that's involved because it was very strategic and everybody who's um, in doing this event is like, it's like a chessboard. Like they're all, they all bring something to the table. This shit sounds 
Yeah. Absolutely. It's the amazing. place to be. I can't even front. A lot of people mad that it's only one day because the Pink Trap House kind of like is a it was a theme. Yeah, well, guess, yeah. what? guess what? That's how. That's but just makes it that more exclusive. Expand. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is just the first. Yeah. So now I just heard you say, "I'm about to go get a paint blazer, nigga." Today, <laughs> <laughs> I just heard you say, you know, with all the support and all the people that's coming through, and it's sold out. By the way, correct? It is the VIP yeah, tickets are sold out. Yeah, so you have a general mission. Yeah, general mission tickets, but they. They're expected to be sold out it's by the middle fast. of this week. Yeah. So with all that, what you said, nigga, and, send me that link right now. And <laughs> for you guys to be no, a Trenton, New right Jersey uh, a team, do you do you think that going to Philly, it was easier for you to get all of these people to you know what I mean contribute to the program or like just doing it in Trenton kind of like held you back a little bit? I felt like doing it in Trenton helped held me back um, or held us back. Because um, I do want to graduate from a me to a we perspective. Yeah. Um, but I, I do feel like it was holding us back just because um, I feel like it got kind of like cluttered. Like everybody's – not to say like you everybody can't do something because if you walk down the bread aisle in a supermarket, we always use that example. Like everybody's selling bread. It's just about, you know, how you do things. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like it held us back just because it became it, it became redundant. We were kind of doing the same things in the same location. And a lot of people are just like um, myself or just like us where they want to expand. They want to see different things. You understand what I'm saying? So they would come out and uh, just explore Philly and stuff like that because they want to be around different people. You don't want to keep being around the same people. people. Right. Okay. okay. I I, I definitely. So so what do y'all what do y'all look to take from this event, though? A, A successful event will be. Sold out tickets. Mm. <laughs> well, nah, not for me because that I, I think me and Kisa talked about that when we did network and chill. I remember Kisa Lou. Shout out to Kisa Lou, man. I wish she was here. But Shout I remember her saying, um, you know, we would be successful, whatever. I'm just like, yo, if, if 10 people show up, yeah. um, um, it'd be it'd be a success. It wasn't really about the tickets, it was about how you felt when you left. Because with the event, it's not like an album where I could put out an album and you could keep coming back and listening to it. And like Nipsey, Nipsey passed away and we he has an art piece that lives on forever. I could always listen. I listened to Victory Lap on the way here this morning just to get my mind right. It's not like an album with an event. It's an experience in the moment that you'll remember forever. So it's a bunch of parties that you probably went to. You didn't really take nothing from it. But uh, I think Maya Angelou said like people remember how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. So with this particular event, um, you know when you go to Chick Fil A, and well, they no, hit no, you with I the my pleasure and all that. I was there last night. You feel me? <laughs> yes. It's an experience, though. Yeah. It's a customer it service it experience. Right. Starbucks. Starbucks. You, it's, yeah. it's a culture right. behind it. When you come in, they ask you your name. They put your name on a cup. You. F- it's like a culture behind this experience. Right. So a successful event for us because this event is so much not about the money because we're putting so much money into it that it's almost impossible to generate so much profit. Cause mm-hmm. with the art and all that, this stuff like that, we'll be we about to break even right now. But like, it, it, we're not going to just not like money event. You know right. what I'm saying? This is more so experience. an experience. I actually got that feel from you describing yeah. how it is yeah. going to be, just from yeah. the layout to the food and to so the theme. We got star tenders. Yeah. We got different star tenders that's going. I'm talking about these girls are bad to the bone. Like yeah. walking, going to walk around and serving you. Pink My fruit. eyes just twitch, nigga. Pink fruit. <laughs> Where do you go? They're going to be right. serving you pink fruit. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? Pink drinks. And this stuff is free with the yeah. ticket. I'm right. talking my language. This stuff is free with the ticket. You're going to come in and be well fed <laughs> and you're going to leave feeling like, wow, what the hell did I just walk into? And you're going to remember that experience. So it's more so brand awareness because I got a whole bunch of different influencers. She, uh, these are business owners and entrepreneurs. So it's really um, 
walking into Philly and leaving a footprint because that's the market that we want to actually expand. And I literally have a map of the tri-state area in my room because I've I, I, um, seen an interview on Nipsey was like when he started out um, doing music from a hustler perspective, he had it. Um, he read somewhere that Joel Santana made 15000 a show and he sold 50,000 50, units. So he had a map of the United States and he told himself, fuck a record deal. He wanted to just um, circle cities and be able to sell 1,000 units in each city. So that way he could say, go to the record label and say, this is my worth. I sold 1,000 copies in each city. That's 50,000 units. You see what I'm saying? So I yeah. literally got a map of the tri-state area and was like, yo, I'm going to start out with Philly. We're going to hit these cl- spots, these clubs. And I'm going to make a name for myself here. And then I'm going to move to New York and do that for a year. And I got this blueprint from my cousin Savannah. Shout out to her. And I'm going to do it in New York, do the same thing in this tri-state area. Because my mom told me, you got to start where you are. I remember she texted me one morning. She was like, start where you are. Use the cars that you got. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A lot of people think they just need money to make shit happen. A lot of people think. Hey, man, where you uh, get that map from? <laughs> <laughs> Give me a map now. Yo. Google and printed it out. Oh, oh yeah, you- easy. When I send you the link to that YouTube audiobook, when yeah, I send you all the we link, need that. Trust me. It'll, need that. it'll all, like, stuff he talking, mm-hmm. like, like he got some of that stuff. Like, y'all got that stuff. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the book is really going to really be like, you know what? Anything that you thought you couldn't do or thought you was lagging on that you want to do, yeah. you're going to be like, yo, I'm ready. It's right I'm in ready. front of you. It's right in front of you. The resources are right in front. And that's where I was lost. When I moved to Atlanta, I felt like living in a small city for people who don't know Trenton. Because I know a lot of people listen to this podcast that's not from Trenton. Worldwide. Worldwide, baby. People who don't know Trenton, it's a small city. It's, you know what I mean? It's uh, every. It's nowhere no different than other cities. We got people who grew up, basketball and stuff like that. What I learned in the city of Trenton, if people don't know you, they've heard a story about you. They heard a story yeah. about you. got to be true or false. <laughs> it's a small yep. city. But they heard about you. It's a small city. <laughs> like, and I forgot where I was going with it. <laughs> that shit happened to me all the time. <laughs> But it is a small city, but, yo, what you do and how you put on, man, you really give people a place to showcase what they got going on on top of enhancing what you already got going on. But like you said, you're going from a me to we, so you bringing people with you, and, and it's all just elevating. I can't wait to go. Nigga, did you text me that link yet? I can't even. Yeah, I'm about to right now. Yeah, I'm going. I just want to make sure I got your number. We're going to have representative of the podcast brothers in the building. So before we move on, just... um. Plug it one more time. Tell the people what it's called. When is it? Where is it at? And um, yeah. The Pink Trap House. Uh, open Space is the venue. It's a known venue in uh, Northeast Philadelphia, uh, 1014 North Marshall Street uh, from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. Um, you can get the tickets at pinktrap.eventbrite.com uh, or they're in my bio at uh, my first name, Q-U-A-Y-S-H-A-U-N uh, with an extra N. Um, official Cure. Over here, uh, that's official, Kira, K-I-R-A, and then Chanel X Precise. Now, I want to talk. Wait a minute. I can do my drop. to you. Mm-hmm. That's my change uh, segment. Thing. I want to talk to the ladies real quick. Word. This is for the honey. There's this. Th- Rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. Rest we, in peace. Nipsey man, Hussle man. was so strong and powerful. This is going to be the third episode in the week we've talked about him or something surrounding him. That's how powerful of a man he is. I mean, Jesus died at age 33 and so did Nipsey. Um, so not everybody sees what we saw as empowering and enlightening and things of that nature. There's something going around where it says, hashtag, don't be like Lauren London, where there's a young lady saying, because Nipsey didn't marry her, the business, yada, 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 yada. I mean, she's not going to get none of the business, things of that nature. 
So I wanted to talk to the women about this. Um, and Q, you can add your uh, two cents in too. Mm-hmm. But marriage, when it comes to being business women, CEOs, <laughs> bosses, business or no business, how important is marriage to you though? You with your guy or, not, well, you know what, in 2019, no disrespect to y'all, nobody here, but it's not necessarily about women being with men, men being with women, your partner. I like to say partner because people like what they like these days. Yeah. So you're with your partner. And you doing your business thing, or he's doing his business thing, or they're doing their business. How important is marriage when it comes to doing business? It's important to me. I mean, I'm already established, mm-hmm. so I'm pretty much looking for somebody that's gonna we gonna build. Right. I'm I'm already there. I just need somebody that's going. You know, we gonna level up. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as putting your names on everything, I, I really think that that is important because he got to put you on. I can put you on. I just think it's it's. Mm-hmm. And we call Kira Kira Capo. Like we all got little group names. We call her Capo because Kira really like a boss out here. So like she's what I learned about Kira when especially when it comes to men, she's like not easily impressed. Like, okay, yeah, she she need which I like that she though. need a boss nigga, and yeah. she don't even she don't like skinny niggas. She go by your waist size. Like I know that's wait, 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 yeah, like, body shaming. <laughs> And she wanted them, you, you eat red meat? Nah, I, we can't talk. I tried to put her on a nigga, and she was like, how much nah, you weigh? 32 waist. I can't fuck Ooh. with a nigga like that. Like, I was like, holy I'm shit. I like big body nigga. That is a skinny ass nigga. <laughs> 32 waist is a little nigga. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be real. A 32 waist is a little nigga. That's, that's <laughs> tiny as fuck. That's, that's too little. That's tiny. It was a 32 waist, really though. Was. Like a 28. <laughs> that's skinny as shit. You better have to gain some weight for me. Let me get them 32, 30 Levi's. <laughs> <laughs> so without, so without <laughs> disrespect, because I just don't, I think hashtag don't be like Lauren London is disrespectful. But yeah. for the conversation, yeah. do you see what this this young lady was trying to point out, though? As nah, far as, I don't. Just, don't? I, she just sounds, go ahead, Chanel. Um, everybody is entitled to their own opinion. But honestly, um, it's not about um, having your name under a piece of paper and coming before God, you know, saying vows. It's about the fact that he continued to allow Lauren to do her job, which is being an actress. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure people have noticed how many times she was in Nipsey's videos. Mm -hmm. So he was allowing Lauren to work, but by his side. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't for free. Mm -hmm. So you can't be ignorant to the fact and say, oh, her name isn't on anything because you don't know what her name was on. That's a fact. You don't That's know what he set up for her right. and his kids because he was just that type of guy. Right. He wasn't being selfish and saying, this is my Grammy. This is, you know, my time to shine because she was always, he always right shot out his team. Yep. So it's oh. not, a, it's about having a strong individual to lift you up and, you know, make you a better person and let you see life differently. It's not about having a ring on your finger mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Nipsey didn't marry her, but the type of person she was, she got more out of life with him mm-hmm. than having to say, oh, that was just my husband. Okay. Um, okay. okay. I, feel, I feel like this, this is what... This is what happens when people project their opinion to be the thoughts of everyone. Like, their thoughts or opinion is, like, the the end-all, be-all. If you want to live your life like that, if those are the principles that you got set up for yourself, all right, cool. But 
they shit probably was it, they shit just seemed like it was based on genuine yo I fucks with you mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying I fucks with you I'ma hold you down I'ma take care of you no matter what Nipsey was really that type of person so there's no way that just because they weren't you know didn't have a marriage certificate or, or a ring that they weren't she she wasn't gonna be taken care of or they didn't have that that um that love and care for one another. That's what it seemed like they shit was based off on to me. You know what I'm saying? They was private. You ain't hear no stories yeah, about them really. They was low key. They really they really did them. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. And so, that young lady don't like she probably don't understand business because like I have a financial background. So I, I seen like millionaires who are not married and they wife they die, they wife get all their money. Because you don't have to you don't have to be married for somebody to be the beneficiary on right. your account. Right. You understand what I'm saying? I could you leave just sign all my that money. When, they, when you open a 401k, IRA, whatever type of business account it acts for who you want your beneficiary to be i could put shakira right you know what i'm saying like so that young lady just seems uninformed i wonder if she's married and plus man (laughs) (laughs) and plus people just be talking shit man like sometimes motherfuckers just gotta shut up you know like for real like just shut the fuck up like why are you rihanna tweeted that she said everybody just shut up like for (laughs) real seriously just shut the fuck up the crazy the crazy thing is lauren was popping in these streets before I knew who Nipsey was. Right. You know yeah. Yeah. Like, you right. don't even know what she got she was going on. She probably got more money than yeah. him. Like, right. That's yeah. what I'm talking And then, about. from a hustler's standpoint, uh, I think that if she ever needed a dime, she can. She knew how to go out and get it. Exactly. Right. That's, that's the exactly. thing. It's like she's yeah. already a certified actress. Exactly. And she got a baby Actor. by Lil Wayne. That's true. That's true. Like, Lil Wayne is the girl that's who. The child support. Support, yeah, you don't gotta do an ATL too. Oh, yeah, I hope they're not working on that. I think they were, they actually are. I think they are. I think they are. Yeah, she gonna, I mean, I wonder how she gonna put the skates on. She's going to fucking cast. So, yeah. Um, so, I yeah. Up, like you said, just, I, I think that type of conversation, that hashtag, just came from a hater. Yeah. I don't yeah. like using that yeah. H word. Yeah. Because yeah. we all have opinions. Yeah. But that was a hater. Nah, yeah. Yeah. Don't they be like, Lord, fucking hater. Like, Whoever you is. Don't be a Lauren. Yeah, she wasn't married. Yeah, don't Bitch, be you. Shut don't up. be you. <laughs> right. When I look at Lauren, <laughs> when I look at pics, don't be <laughs> Don't be don't you. That's the name of the episode. Don't be you. Don't be a you. <laughs> when I looked at Lauren and Ipsy, I saw honestly about as happy as you can be when it comes to a black couple. So as far yes. as don't be Lauren, I think y'all would. I think anybody would want what they have. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, my uh, homie like that. that just, don't even know Nipsey, but love him just from the way he treated. I Lauren. want a Nipsey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, exactly. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't even want Ty- Tyrell. He was taking care of Tyrell. Tyrell. <laughs> <laughs> like Tyrell, Tyrell, we're paying your bills and you want Nipsey. Like, oh, you know, on top of that, like, you have to be ready to receive Absolutely. a nigga like Nipsey because right. a lot of yeah. women are very close minded and they don't want to learn. Oh, I'm the woman. I'm dominant. No, sometimes if you see the intelligence in your nigga, you need to shut up mm. and sit back and learn. Surround yourself with and girls with pretty exactly. edges, man. They <laughs> but my thing is um i like the uh type of woman that lauren is because if you look on her instagram you will not you don't see see one picture that is so absurd it'll turn a guy off and say i do not 
want my girl to Doing look like this like on social right. media. Right. Have you never seen any images like, like that ever? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. She, she, no bad stories, yeah. nothing. Right. You the craziest heard story I heard about her was that she fucked her Wayne. dream. No, 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 not even that. <laughs> not even that. It was a. Uh, this was when ATL first came out, and she did a King magazine spread. And I remember reading the article, and they asked her what was her dream, and and she said, "Oh, dog from Minister to Society." I she like gangsters. I said, yeah. "Whoa, she do like gangster niggas." She a LA shit. She a regular LA shit. I get shit. it, yeah. but old dog, God, yeah. right? Yeah, like old dog, nigga, like, old dog, yeah, old dog. <laughs> That's all I knew. I would never have a chance. Also, yeah, she no, would turn no, me off. No, no, saying no, some no, bullshit no. like that. that. That lets you know that you had a chance, like like Janet Jackson and Jermaine Dupri. Right. I'm pretty sure we all said, uh, right. I got a chance. Yeah, he's one of the ugliest <laughs> niggas in the world. That's, that's, yeah. a little, that's a little different. Okay, he got <laughs> money too, though. That's a little different. He's super. That. He's super. Yeah, I mean, she that. is Janet though. Janet got her own money. She is Jackson. Also, what I took from that King magazine was she says, and I can't remember her word for word, but Lauren London said it's funny when people call her beautiful because she don't see it. So you also got to put that into perspective yeah, as well. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's I think like, a lot of women feel like that about themselves. Like, And they, some people, once again, after y'all listen to the audio book, we kind to, we date our level. Like we date who yes, we think. speak about mm-hmm. it. Who we think this that we're worth. so far. Right. You know what I'm saying? People so if Lauren... I'm not saying she feels this way now, but if you're anybody, you feel like you're not the prettiest, yeah. you're more than likely not going to go after what you think exactly. you were. Exactly. You might see somebody on IG, oh, she is fire. Yes. 50,000 followers. Yeah. I got no shot. Right. No, don't yeah. think that way. <clears throat> DM her. Yeah. And you never know. DM him. Yeah. Whoever, you never know. I was just shot my shot yesterday. And on that? Know, on yeah. that? Uh, on that shorty left me on scene like you feel I hope you hear this episode she at work bro nah fuck that she seen my (laughs) shit she can't have her phone at work cause the response time was there until I said you feel me let's text like you feel Uh, me like I saw you know cause now I'm about to go harder like you feel me like you about to blow up yeah for real (laughs) shit on your dumb ass like Man, send her a picture of you with that fly ass satin jacket. Nah, she already seen this shit. Like, she knows the fuck going on. (laughs) (laughs) Stop playing games out here, girl. What the fuck wrong with you? She did leave me on scene. We all been left on scene once or twice, man. Still on the Nipsey Hussle conversation, because like I said, this is a powerful brother. Yes. Also, what's been floating around is... Memes that say, can we also support David Banner and Killer Mike like we do Nipsey, but while they're both alive and doing tremendous work in fighting for our communities? Here's the issue that I have with that, right? It's always a comparison. Right. That's the part that I hate. If you go out and you like something and you love something, they tell you you have to do the same thing for other people. Now, I get it. It could have been worded differently. But I've come on this podcast and I've told people, because of Killer Mike, I now shop black every Friday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. I, yeah, eat, yeah. I, I, I try my best to buy something black every Friday. Because of Killer Mike. Because of Killer Mike. Because of Killer Mike, I started looking into trades to learn because of that show. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? How to fix shit or how to build shit. Like, that shit will always be useful. Yeah. So, shit, why not? But let's keep it a buck, though. We all can have wonderful ideas and be good people. If you don't possess that presence that Nipsey possessed, <clears throat> Like my brother said, like his music was dope, but I also like to hear him talk. Right. Barack Obama mm. might have was a dope dude, but you know, I, I just want to hear you talk. Right. Right. Martin Luther King, any any leader that yeah. we had yeah. had a presence. Yeah. And a message. Yeah. So Muhammad Ali. Muhammad mm. Ali. Like I just want to like. Yeah. I just want to listen to you talk, I just bro. To see talk you talk that shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, I fuck with y'all heavy, man. Yeah. For real. So. Mm. 
pardon me, and you mentioned Akon. Yeah, I Akon, read something yeah. that Slim Thug is um, building up abandoned houses and giving them to yeah. homeless people. Yeah, and, and single mothers. Fire. Yeah. It's dope. That's dope as shit. But I don't have a connection with Slim Thug. Yeah, or David Banner, who's doing wonderful things. Right, or Killer Mike like that. Yeah. So it's it's. I just hate the comparison. Oh, I don't right. because it's genuine with Nip. It's yeah. genuine with anybody that you love. Yeah. That you like it's a genuine feeling, but you can't force me to really, right, really go right. hard for somebody if I don't really have a connection right. with them. So, right. what, what's your thoughts on that? Like the whole comparison to well, if y'all like Nip, why don't y'all like David Banner? When you sent me that, the first thing I thought of was um, uh, a meme that I seen. It was like support the Nipsies in your city. Mm-hmm. Support the people that you know that's out here doing some of them similar things. Like why I feel like why we give I fuck with Nipsey like dead ass like heavy rappers in general. I feel like raise young black men to an extent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We could live by and model ourselves after some of their music yeah. that we listen to, some of their um, interviews and stuff like that. But I don't give too much reverence to celebrities like that no more. Especially now that I'm older in age, I'm like, damn man, this nigga almost like the same age. You know what I'm saying? So like, I think we need to start kind of like taking celebrities off a pedestal and start looking at people who we see day to day actually putting in that work. That was your whole thing behind the uh, network. Yeah, that was my whole thing behind it. Talking about yourself. Yeah, the prank god. My no, no, first no, no. person I was thinking but about was the prank god. Earlier in the episode, as you were saying what you was doing, I'm yeah. like, yo, this is this is our Nipsey. Like you, yeah. like right. not not, yeah. not Nipsey. I don't want to get paid to Nipsey, yeah, yeah. but there's so many people in our neighborhood yeah. that want to see us build together, yo. build up. And I'm looking at a man right now. Uh, I'm looking at women yeah. right now who have yeah. what Nipsey had, yeah. and we're watching them. Building. By the time we got to see Nipsey, who's from California, yeah. he was already there. He was already so, there. So we didn't see his right, work. Right, yeah. I'm watching y'all work. Yeah. So, yeah, when, not trying to be funny, but nah. as you was talking earlier, I'm like, okay, I see what you're doing. I appreciate and, that, bro, for real. And but also, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. Nah, go. I just want to shout out to my boy, like my boy LV. Like, he, when I talk to him, exactly how you just said that to me, that's what I say to him. When I talk to him, he like, yeah, bro, it's all about staying connected to your roots because he, 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 he's good. Like, he could just stop what he's doing, and he got passive income that he would be good. And not to put mm-hmm. his pockets out yeah. there, but, like, he travels and forth back to Atlanta. And I'm like, bro, why do you come here? Like, why do you – you got a store here? Like, he, he always making his business to come back home for, like, two months, three months. He's like, it's always about keeping a hub. And a lot of people, they get money out of their community, and then they go leave. They go move to Spend Miami to or go else. move to Atlanta right. or somewhere and be around a whole bunch of motherfuckers that you don't know didn't help you get there. Well, and you don't stay rooted in your community. We just saw right. what happened. I mean, so that that's a double-edged sword, though, right? It, so- it is because he did get murdered in his community at the same time, but that's like a one-off. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I don't want I don't want that to be the, the, the norm. Yeah, because a lot of people that look at it narr- like, that's the narrative, that's the narrative that's that gets painted that black people don't support black people. Because I see that every day. People approach me and they like, bro, like, this is third, like, niggas black, niggas can't come together, niggas be hating it. I'm like, nah, I don't see it. Even when girls be like, yeah, I can't find a nigga that's, I don't see it. These niggas, I'm like, nah, I'm around black positive men that's doing their thing, like yourselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a, I'm around these type of people. I see, in my life, all I see is black people helping black people. Honestly, when I feel like people can't get certain hedgeway with certain things, I feel like that's you putting too much into yourself into the scenario, not really being open yeah. into allowing certain things to yeah. happen. So you're kind of cutting yourself off yeah. from an allowance to go where it could go because you want it to be a way or you want this person to do it the way that you want it to be right. done right. instead of appreciating the person individually right. and, and, and their process and how they do it. Right. So people get stuck with that with teaming up and, yo, man, niggas ain't do it. Bro, 
bruh, I called them already. Like, right. I, I made the call, but no, nah, you ain't called them 40 times. All right, well, yeah. here's the number, bro. I was like, about to do a black man's brunch. Like, Before this Pink Trap House event, I was yeah. about to do a black man's brunch in the beginning of this month. I started reaching out to people, and it was slow moving their feet. So I'm like, yeah. you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to just go do this Pink Trap House, whatever. And I connected with, you know what I mean, the girls. Women right. don't play. Women don't play, bro. That's why I teamed up with them, because I feel like when I'm teaming... And it's nothing against fellas, because there's some fellas out here that are making moves and stuff like that. But in my experience, working with a woman, everything is efficient. And, you know, shout out to the brothers that you uh, mentioned that were slowing their feet. Yeah. But also what I learned in the book is it's the team. Yes. It's maybe the energy that you had with those guys just wasn't there. Right. Now, if somebody else might have reached out, it might have been a different energy and a right. different response. Right. right. So right. energy you, is everything. You right. are, you're where you're supposed to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can reach out to anybody, but the universe will put you with who you need to be with. Yeah. Right. This Ooh, might not have been your... You can on, be listening to on, that man. book. <laughs> You've been reading that audio book. <laughs> but look how we connected. <laughs> Building all piggybacking and echoing that same sentiment. Um, Me and Kira, Kira was a vendor at the Network and Chill too. Kira car got stuck in the mud at my event. I had this, I had me being a thorough nigga that I am. You know what? I got you. Use AAA. AAA said, we're going to be three hours. I'm not, and I wasn't even there. She like, all right, I'm just sit here and wait. I'm like, all right, I'm about to pull up on you. Waited with Kira for three hours until that tow truck came. I didn't have to do that. Yeah. I could have called AAA and just went about my day. I didn't even have to use my AAA. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? But I'm like, this girl came out to my event. It's Absolutely. my responsibility. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. She got stuck, waited out there for three hours. Chanel was with her. We ended up just rolling up, smoking one, started building. And from that mm. point on, we had that synergy. You understand see what I'm saying? That works. Like you said, God. Yo, us, see, man, shout out to 420, man. That yeah. Shout out to 420, man. I was never like, into business like that just wasn't me mm-hmm. i think that like seeing coming out and helping my sister with the you know wherever she was vending at i was always by her side helping You're her yeah it's my sister. Sister. older sister I'm sitting here thinking y'all just homies and yeah. shit. Okay, all right, all right. That's She's, my brother. I didn't I know that. I didn't pick him though. I didn't. Okay, I didn't pick him. Uh, we're two years apart, but um, what's up? Yeah, coming out and helping her bend. Um, she kind of got me motivated, you know, seeing her work ethic and how passionate she was. She actually got me to start wearing sun sunglasses because I never thought that Same. like the, the shape of my head <laughs> was up, like <laughs> I need some shades. I never I love thought shades. like the shape of my head looked right with shades. And then when she started coming out with all different shapes and colors, I'm like, oh yeah, now I got a whole collection. <laughs> yeah, right. But um and then when we hooked up with Quay, um that kind of put like the icing on the cake because he just got that energy that motivation that it's like you know you look at yourself like damn i'm slacking um you know i can't be i gotta work on my my attendance like Mm -hmm. my tardiness i gotta work on this like he just (laughs) Mm -hmm. be on his feet so it's like when you got somebody like that on your team it makes you step up it makes you a better person so that's, Shout out to that's how I feel. I appreciate that. that that's man. How, I feel the love. That's how I feel with the show too, because bro is always upbeat. Like I have days off. I have days where I don't feel like getting up. I have days yeah. where I'm just tired or yeah. I just had a long week, and I'm like, yo, I can't work with low energy. Like right. if I wake up in the morning and I feel my energy is left, it's hard for me to shake that. So I push through it as most as I can. But when I can't, I'm like, my nigga, fuck that. 
I can't make it today, bro. I'm just not even. I'm not even in the mood. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? But still sharp. And but 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 he still. But I still always consider him because he gonna be here. Yeah, I know he gonna be here. Yeah. And when and when and when Monday come and he's and we're posting promoting. He's already hitting me with next week's conversation. Word. You know what I'm saying? And it'll go back and forth like that. So I'm like, all right, cool. I know bro we're going to be there. I know I know, bro looking to the story or such and such. Let me look into this, that, and the third so I can also add, make sure I got something valuable to Word. add to the to the talking when we yeah. get to ready to record. Okay. So I just got informed. Uh, some people coming here at 1030. Mm-hmm. It's 1024 now. Mm-hmm. Fuck them, man. So, we here, nigga. I know, but <laughs> nah, we had to. Nah, this you know, is a great a, conversation. It's, it's, it's a great conversation. Yeah. Can I get my fucking mouth doing real quick? Fuck oh, you yeah. doing? I can do it in three minutes. It'll be short. All right. So normally we have other segments, but because of the time, we just got to cut it short. So nah, this we had great. so much more to talk about. This was great, right? Yeah. This was great. But right now, my brother going to get into his fuck is it's doing right okay. now. Yeah. It's been two weeks since I did this. You should have did them the previous weeks. Nigga, you told me it wasn't coming five minutes before the show. I wasn't ready. <laughs> yeah, you right. <laughs> Nigga, fuck is you doing? Turn that shit up, nigga. Ah man, podcast brothers episode one thirty three. Um, okay, cool. So real quick, so Nipsey passed, and it was unfortunately a timey brutal murder, which was really really fucked up, and. A lot of a, a lot of everybody had something to say in regards to it. So Kodak Black makes his comments in regards to um, making a pass at Lauren London, and everybody's on top of his case. The one person who made a video about it that really bothered me was the game, right? And now, also, let's be clear. I agree with the majority of women who say that men weren't defending Lauren in the disrespectful comments that uh, Kodak made, but more so Nipsey and him not being here to say anything himself. So the game says um, what he says in regards to it. And I shake my head. I, I scratch the little hairs on my motherfucking chinny chin chin because as far as I've always known, the game has been one of the most disrespectful niggas to women in music. I believe like two months ago, he just talked about how he released a snippet on a new song that he was recording on top about how he fucked Kanye's wife. What? And, and Kodak can't even say, like, I'll, 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 I'll be that she that baby, she that one. Like, but you can smash a nigga wife while she alive and talk about it and it's all good. Like, that's what, like, what the fuck? Like, that shit right there is crazy to me. And it just really made me look like, like your whole career has been always boosted by women you've had sexual relations with. You've never kept it silent. You've never been shy about mentioning women's names when that shit is supposed to be absolutely private. Like, it's, this motherfuckers who I still don't talk about. We ain't even it ain't, like it's no point, and it's just like crossing the line of having that connection with that person anyway. So uh, I wonder what the fuck that nigga is doing. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> I, I was like, what? He was like, what's wrong with you, new niggas? I was, I was looking at him like, bro, you, you the nigga, you the nigga. don't be you. Like, you, start, <laughs> you started. He, he really shit. did start that like, troll was, stuff. Like, yeah, like. That song he had, you wouldn't get far. We talked about oh, yeah, Laura, yeah, uh, just women, just yeah. just like, that's and what I'm saying. About Lauren London in there, 
I think he, shit. Wow. Did he? Gotta, I got to go back and listen that. to that. Yeah, wow. That's crazy. So, yeah, man. Fuck is you doing? Gary? So, even though this episode was cut short, how was your time on the podcast, brothers? Uh, I loved it. Dope, dope, I loved dope. it. I loved it. We appreciate you. Appreciate yeah. y'all coming. Tell the folks where they can find y'all individually on social media. At uh, my first name, at Quay Sean, uh, at Q U A Y S H A U N N. Find me at official Kira or my Mayframes at M A Y underscore F R A M E Z. I'm gonna give me some Mayframes. <laughs> I need you can find me at um, at Chanel C H A N E L L E X Precise or business page Precise underscore coordination. And what they call Mayframes. My birthday in May, nigga. <laughs> May fourth. Oh, I thought you was a Gemini. And also, no, you can find me in St. Louis rolling on the May twenty fourth. <laughs> All right, y'all. This is episode one thirty three. Peace out. We out. Restrictions may apply. Plans and costs for coverage may vary. Call Protect My Car for details. In these hard economic times, you've got to do whatever you can to save money. One of our biggest expenses can be our cars, especially when unexpected repair bills hit. Not anymore. If you do own a car, truck, or SUV made from $19.99 or higher, you could stop paying for car repairs. That's right. You might not have to pay a penny to have it repaired. Just dial star star 1149 on your mobile phone now to see if you qualify. You must have an automobile made from $19.99 or higher. And all repairs. Repairs for your engine, transmission, and much more can become a thing of the past. Dial star star 1149 on your mobile phone today and get your car protected before your next repair bill hits. That's right. Total protection for your car and no more repair bills. Just dial star star 1149 on your mobile phone now to see if your car qualifies. That's star star 1149. Never pay for car repairs again. Just dial star star 1149 on your mobile phone now. Dial star star 1149. Porsche, Ford GT, Ferrari, Corvette. The battle is on for the EMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship at Virginia International Raceway. Don't miss the Michelin GT Challenge, August 23rd through 25th. Tickets at VIRnow.com. That's VIRnow.com.